Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the Money Talks. It has been truly an amazing journey. I don't even think we had thought beyond the fifth episode. And today we're sitting at episode 25 and I am super excited. This is somebody I've wanted to bring on uh, the Money Talks uh, for the, I think it is at least the last 10 episodes. And we've just finally got his schedule and finally got him on board. Uh, so, you know, I, I mean, he, he's well known across the ecosystem of uh, an ace uh, investor an amazing founder and he's been part of some amazing stories both from the investor level and from the founder level so without further ado i would like to introduce mr ramakan sharma sir thank you so much for being on this uh, the money talks today and for gracing the 25th episode thanks anrod thank you i think it's a pleasure to be here and thanks for all the kind words guys i'm here to Maybe tell a little bit whatever we walk through the story and feel free to pitch in on any questions. Maybe Anrud will drive the discussion. Yeah. No, definitely, sir. I, I think, you know, you you were, you, were an, you were a graduate of IIT Kanpur and then ISB, uh, you did your MBA. Uh, you know, IIT Kanpur just seems to produce some amazing entrepreneurs. You know, you keep meeting them in the ecosystem. What is it about IIT Kanpur that, you know, makes such amazing entrepreneurs? So I think, Anrud, my sense on any educational system i think india is little bit by definition is competitive uh, environment so what the iit little bit assures in general not only kanpur is, is some basics check like you have been little bit hard working maybe you know how to write an exam well they is not an easy exam so sudden assurance on discipline hard work is little bit given which i think you need not to really check much because that's a little bit assured but moreover i think the education is a little bit more holistic as i keep saying entrepreneurship is not really knowing one skill at a time if somebody says i am a good developer or i am a good uh, finance guy i think it's a mix of everything you need to be good at many things unfortunately it's a multidisciplinary uh, kind of a situation so i think iits in general or the great institutions world over produce so much emphasis on multidisciplinary things, which means you have to be knowing even the life skills because you have to, it, it's a journey where you need to traverse massive ups, downs, and it's a sometimes, you know, mix of everything you face. So I think the as a purely from an education perspective, this is a very holistic education. And I think fortunate enough to be part of that education in the early stage of my you know, academic life. So I think that's what I would say. And and honestly, a little bit inspirational in the sense that you see multiple cases where your seniors have built large companies around mm -hmm. the globe. So that also, I think, apart from the skills and multidisciplinary I touched upon, it's a more like a, it's a confidence and trust in yourself kind of a story. Sometimes, uh, you know, by and large, the country is definitely comes through a little bit less risky mindset, which actually, you know, a, a very important thing for an entrepreneur to cross once in life that, you know, the biggest risk is actually not doing a startup is a risk or, or really not being an entrepreneur is a risk. So I think that stage of mind needs some degree of self-confidence, which I think is demonstrated by so many examples around so i think mix of these two you see people similar to you they look like you they had a family background like you studied 
in the same courses same hostel has built so many uh, great enterprises around great things socially profit uh, making companies social companies or maybe in general public service but lots of excellence around so i think that that's the mix of these two things which i think i'll i'll say helped me a lot and honestly i think post that it's a journey everyone has its own journey even the ids really do not underwrite that you can be successful but i think certain basics are given yeah so true i mean i i think the the discipline required i mean i have a i have my first cousin who went to it bombay the discipline required to get through that exam and you know it, it really puts you in there. and then obviously getting through four years of iit by itself as you correctly put it, it just prepares you with a whole rounded kind of education to be prepared for want to to be prepared for the uh, for for the world actually but I, what i really liked what you said was that you know it it is if you don't do a startup that's the real risk you're not taking at, at early in life absolutely i think and and to reach to that conclusion maybe some of these pointers help you because see sometimes you don't know ki how much is the risk we are taking i think i think now the world has started embracing failures secondly the the point is failures are not failures those are learnings so if we go little bit in the history which i personally observed i think the all of these learnings have translated into a good value creation at one place not if you are startup one maybe startup two or somebody uh, else but but these are definitely good learnings which eventually made individuals to create much larger value than in the conventional path yeah i know definitely and i think i think that early on in your career you probably are a little more flexible in doing things than later on when you've got you know maybe a wife and kids and responsibilities in life then it probably costs a lot more to get started up than early on in life i agree <laughs> i think the little bit risk uh, profile also changed with the as you rightly said risk profile is completely a function of what stage of your life but in general i think the bird assessment of risk itself is changing with time mm-hmm. i think now i the the kind of risk like I, i'll take a precise example the risk of losing job was much higher now i think people who are in the job also do not care for job uh, purely from a perspective of losing it i think right. they can get uh, better jobs or the same job again in the same company hires again so it has become more are i think more and more you know a learnings and people are finding environments which give them faster learnings than anything mm-hmm. else so i think the the young enterprises the young companies the the organizations where lots of you know even the large companies sometimes have such a nimble processes that you have given in a chance to learn and and learning cycle is shortened by time your knowledge your own self studies your exposure and a little bit you know uh, being more holistic in in many aspects now available in a click away so i think the the attempt is to shorten your learnings and really use those learnings in a very meaningful way which creates value wealth prosperity and a progress so i think it's a little bit that thought to my sense is the traditional point of view of risk is also slowly fading away hmm. even if you are whatever career stage you are 
what you are leaving and what you are going to and what you cannot go back to where you were was a very 20 year old concept you can hmm. actually switch things pretty fast nowadays mostly people are able to change industries do things which they really wanted to do so my sense on risk is also very different now in fact it's a it's a uh, I, i i generally keep saying the life in general has become a healthy balance even if you start your own company that is also a risk you are in a job that mm-hmm. is also a risk so a kind of a mindset you live with risk is a mindset correct we correct starting from a listed equity to somebody who is buying a hope and idea mm-hmm. so i think it's a risk appetite which is again a mindset if you start putting too much of a mathematical framework on a risk the various models in the world for risk but my belief on this is after all of this it's the element of luck and an opportunity and chance and an attempt a honest attempt to really create something or to solve problems a uh, risk aspect is slightly taken care of no and wow that's an amazing thought it's an amazing thought i think especially for all the founders who are listening in right this this whole relationship with risk like you correctly said it's a mental it's a mental thing right you you know everything has a risk even being employed in a company for long it also has its own risk i mean ask people that were employed at at enron or that were employed at sahara right i mean all of these companies eventually big enough they were they people thought they were too big to fail but they did right and sometimes in those cases you are not equipped enough to face the world also if you are not mm-hmm. learning fast because the ecosystem around you is changing pretty fast so i think but having said that the large organization also provide you a chance to learn massively so it's a both way i think you have to live that mindset be very very uh you know more uh, i keep saying keep your eyes and ears open world is changing mm-hmm. around you while you're sleeping also so very if true. you are really a, a cognizant human being in 2020 i think the the immense opportunities are there at the same time you have a risk of losing out everything if you sleep longer so i think this is a situation where we need to be 100% on our toes really updated and keep learning new things embracing change to the point that change is the only reality and constant and live with yeah, that it's only constant yeah. in fact i was just telling somebody today who had come to the office that you know the cost the risk as you were talking the cost of getting to revenues or to getting a startup to traction has probably come down to 1% of what it was 20 years ago because today you don't need to have a proper office no warehouse no i mean no you don't even have to have full time employees right you can do everything without actually owning anything and and <laughs> i think i'll i'll just add one more thing on this the definition of asset class is also changing if we go to the fundamental economics there was a point when land labor and capital was defining the overall economic and social activities for human beings which means if you have land and you control the labor and the capital which can buy machines pretty much defines your success yeah but the time i think the the businesses where land has become irrelevant like companies who have created a massive wealth and for the 70 80% of the last uh, 30 40 years wealth has been created by the companies who doesn't use land 
like google spacebox so land in itself so, is becoming irrelevant now the second was actually the labor so the definition of labor has also changed you can't control labor labor is now free commodity and the capital markets have figured out their flows towards the best efficiency for the capital so i think with time what has changed is it's a it's a from land labor capital economy to a cap- economy of being a a smart it's the economy of being a, a somebody who is passionate disruptive and can solve problems so and the capital and labor are available land are available or they are irrelevant because i i think the capital will change you the land is i definitely limited but my sense is a good chunk of good businesses do not need uh, cap- land sure. in 2020 so i think the 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 resources which are needed for a business will i think go more on a auto driven fashion than you need to attract those the capital will attract the business very true and and very, I mean, yeah. it's also becomes your moat like how quickly you grow absolutely i think that ip jo pura there was a entire thing of you know ip do you have ip and have you filed for ip now it's like how fast can you grow and that is your moat absolutely I, i'll give you an example of some of the d2c uh, companies new startups so i keep telling the the brands how do you create brand so first thing was you need to manufacture do you really have any dip, see a dependency in manufacturing Manu, manufacturing has become now an api it's a contract manufacturing you have that available as a more or less commodity then was a distribution distribution internet came faster than actually in many places electricity which essentially means we really and and one of the largest moat or the biggest moat we hear from fmcg companies and the brands that we have the massive distribution the relevance of distribution is going down now everybody has a distribution distribution is yeah. a so i think the first two manufacturing and distribution are no longer as important than they were before the third mm-hmm. part is which is actually the marketing the share of voice the branding the positioning of the product which i guess the smarter economy and the new modern economy is able to do equally good as good as a large conglomerate fmcg company in fact sometimes in a more faster and nimble way so i think the the modes which your incumbents had are becoming irrelevant rather than you have any new mode true 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 everybody has got a an opportunity and chance to play a, a fair game and in that i think the the perception on consumers and all around ecosystem is also changing earlier people might think that working for a, a company is a sense of pride or maybe it increases their social value or something today people really do not care where they work what they care is what they work on what problem mm-hmm. they solve what value add they have added today if i am sitting on a on a big chair on a company where i had three four random calls and the my value add for the day was actually zero or sometimes negative i might not be you know uh, learning as fast and not not might not be enjoying which i could have enjoyed in a place where actually i added a, some value to the system for instance i'll code uh, my this thing every day i come to office when i go back i write a few lines what could 
what value I add to the company today, and mm. what would have happened if I would have not come to office today? What difference I made by coming to office today, except creating an overhead on some people in the office? <laughs> I, I might be a negative value to my office if I, and I genuinely feel that this is, I think one or two problems, which where I added an incremental value today, and this day went well. Everything mm. else. Otherwise, it's the same company. It's running without me, and honestly, it can. So the point is, every in in modern professional world, I I keep checking this point. Like, why you do? Come, I ask random questions. Why do you come to this office every day morning? <laughs> and 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 there is a very few people who are bothered on salary in Bangalore kind of ecosystem for taking our engineers. Every Saturday they might get five offers. Hmm. but they come to this office and why because i think there is something different it's not about there, there is a sense of pride on the work they do they really feel uh you know a a very proud moment when we solve a problem see the outcome a degree of freedom you get of doing the work and work is an integral part of human living if you ask people that you'll be paid enough money without any work i'll put it that way also you might get your salary even if you don't come to office i think that will not be the happier state so so the the way we have progressed as human beings i think it's a very different the the fundamental needs have changed actually they are they are fulfilled very easily the most fundamental things are becoming irrelevant with time in the modern economy the prosperity is definitely increasing whatever the data and science but we are not and the people we meet across in the ecosystem are not struggling for food and clothes i think what what is making them really really uh passionate and driven is the change they bring every day so it's about the challenge it's, it's about the challenge, challenge. It, it's about like what i am contributing to what i am living for so i think that ecosystem with the speed of change and and if i can say so i think in next 5 to 10 years this kind of a behavior will be on a exponential curve it is not going to decrease because now if we talk to youngsters they do not understand politics at all like very few they do not care for much of a social principles what they really care for is what they enjoy doing today and are they healthy are they really contributing are their work is being respected or even this work is relevant or irrelevant mm. word nobody has a hesitation on switching the work if i am doing something which no longer makes any sense to anybody on this globe i think it's better i start playing a cricket or do something very different <laughs> so kafi so, uh, i think it's a very fundamental thought and this thought is coming because i think we have got a one degree of lesser risk and a slightly higher prosperity especially in the zone we operate in uh, mm-hmm. around us so i think that's the point i leave this thing that it, you'll you'll see a fundamental shift much more than the current levels in coming years so like i promised we took a tangent right in the first 5 minutes <laughs> but I'd like to. I'd like, and, and you know, there, there is a thought that I have for later on when we talk about live space. 
before i get there you know we'll, we'll, i want to just jump to you know you started at mintra and uh, you know in around 2010 11 right by that time mintra was already a high flying startup uh so wh- what does it take what does it take to get or like earn a role you know startup yeah. that is doing so well you know and you went on to become cto and 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 at a very senior position uh what does it take like to first of all get a job at like a place like mintra you know yeah. and, and and then to obviously then you know go up the ranks and get to the position where you were at you know and with mukesh and all, all of them uh totally. so i think uh yeah so i joined mintra in 2008 actually not 10 so basically uh that time mintra was a pretty small startup i think it has not raised series a it's a pre series a company and we were selling more you know uh, custom uh, t-shirts and custom mugs more mm-hmm. into b2b business little bit into b2c business but having said that the call to join i think for the investors and everyone and for me as well but twofold one is you always as i said keep your eyes and ear open i think the 2008 and 7 was a time when mukesh had a very strong thesis that india will see upsurge in e-commerce and 2008 i think i think very few e-commerce companies existed hmm very few it's we are talking about uh, 10 years back but there was a vision that internet is already there once internet is there the transactions on internet are inevitable they are going to happen and you know some sometime around the same time flipkart came in we could see all around that e-commerce is something where i think the 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 traction and next the many things but one of the things in indian internet is going to be e-commerce consumers mm-hmm. will definitely give some value to either the choice e-commerce gives larger choice no showroom can have as big catalog as an e-commerce can so maybe it is choice maybe it is price point or maybe it is convenience one of these three will lead a consumer to transact but it is not imaginary it's a real e-commerce is going to happen and i think the the second part is uh getting to job and how so i think this particular case my core skill was morely mostly into the technology space so e-commerce companies need ctos and the uh, uh, mm. technology uh, skills much more than many other companies in general but every skill is needed it's not that the tech guys the the marketing guys maybe the retail people so e-commerce is a very multidisciplinary by definition but at this point of time a uh, sort of a the founders was my college senior from iit kanpur they were in a need of somebody who can lead the the mukesh is a couple of years senior to me from iit kanpur and uh they are in a need of uh, uh, revamping the technology leadership and i had an experience on technology side and my belief on internet was uh, and especially the commerce was pretty high then a little bit i don't know how but i had a decent sense on uh unit economics what category makes a slightly much more sense so i was a believer of a, a slightly better economic side of a fashion as a category compared to you know electronics and books as a category so these are the maybe a decision points but very macro points more important it's i think the the founders to whom you are going to work in a such a early startup and 
that makes all the difference because i am telling you the it, it's all about uh, the captain of the ship who from whom you can learn inculcate the vision and really go to a point that i i i think the, there is a fashion commerce going to happen but before me there is somebody who is believing it more strongly so i think there is a founder who is passionate about it you can learn from and a little bit judgment on the market that e-commerce and there is no fashion commerce company where us and china had plenty of examples where fashion did well and india such a large country had zero fashion commerce company so i yep. think it was more of a straight forward choice to me it's not this thing that you know uh, and and the call can be the skip the e-commerce thing and i somehow felt that skipping a e-commerce is not a right thing to do in fact my belief on e-commerce is increased over time uh, 2008 now 20 every year i think i i i feel much more stronger than a year before because it it's a changing all around and more and more transacting users are getting at it now we have started talking about another 400 million users who will transact someday so this story has been completely a uh, upward story i haven't seen even a one quarter down in my career of 12 years of e-commerce both live space and uh, mintra where our number of orders gone down wow never because this country you are with the tailwinds mm. and are an industry where i think the transactions has to be up so i haven't seen a and gone to a discussion yet where somebody is discussing my sales had decreased i am not talking about the few months of covid where i think many companies has to go through a lockdown and shutdown those are like a boundary conditions but generically and and the way we bounce back and uh, not only us i think at live space in every other businesses i keep hearing the transactions are back to pre covid yeah, and much more much much, much longer more. absolutely so my sense on i think to answer a question once you spot a opportunity which is into see it needs three things one is a passionate founder and an opportunity which is tailwind sometimes i have seen startups done too early before their time then like e-commerce maybe in 90s might have not survived true and that that's i can little bit with the advantage of hindsight but i think if you're in an industry of tailwinds that that tailwinds take you a two step forward if you move one step forward so it's a tailwind and a founding team definitely and i think the third is a aligned investors there is somebody who because you are creating value out of nothing so there is somebody on the a capital markets or a financial investor who is equally believing the same story and it's a belief and hope there's no numbers but there's a one person who has to believe that fashion commerce or a, a, a assisted sale of furniture and interior design will work and that is something i think the combination of these three will definitely i think if you found any time in your career these three things together one or two great investors are backing you like the founders and you see a tailwind on the industry if the state answer join the rocket ship because it's not going to stay i have seen rocket ships getting derailed if any of these three is not right 
it's a okay. tailwind industry founder is passionate but unfortunately uh, financial market is not willing to buy the story hmm. it is not going to happen because you you are going against the so many things so, so the three legs are tailwind that there should be a tailwind the founder should be passionate and and you should have the right investors back absolutely so if you come across a startup which is let us say series a or pre series a one or two great investors are there on the table uh, you really believe that founders are passionate they have vision i think it's a, it's a easy call hmm so that's very interesting actually uh, you know you like you rightly said you know the founder the founder is so important like he really attracts the talent i i, I think it's because he he sets the culture and therefore then attracts the talent right that comes yeah. from culture but but coming back to your mintra days you know early on 2008 and today 2020 today you're running you know mintra was in in comparison to lift is probably a lot simpler problem to solve right yeah. lift is does so many different things so and but the engineering challenge of 2008 would have been different because you were now dealing with sub 1 mbps internet speed mostly still to come to maybe uh, broadband right i mean broadband was not ubiquitous and mobile was definitely not there right? yeah. mobile internet was far away so sir w- when you compare like do you think the challenges then were more or do you think the challenges today are more i mean today you've got you know super duper cheap 1 1 gb you know everybody's got 4g internet 5g is coming right i mean in 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 that terms what do you what do you say which one which one do you find to be yeah, yeah no, great question i think see the both the stages have challenges but i'd classify them as a different kind of challenges so 2006 7 8 9 i think i think we were trying to define the industry which means you know more like finding someone who is at least have a one degree of willingness to work hmm. in startups a what is a startup was not so definitive so clear why i'll leave my existing job how my parents will think friends will think so we are struggling with the how the consumers will trust us so the challenges were very different those very fundamental like i'll tell you challenges sometimes the shipping cost of a certain products like backpack but much higher shipping from bangalore to mumbai will cost maybe more than the bag itself oh wow you <laughs> not really aligned as infra there are many things like delivery boy delivered a goods and there's no callback mechanism where we know that product is delivered what we thought if anything left our warehouse is delivered acha <laughs> because we we had no mechanism to know whether it is reached to the consumer there's no so, apis on the logistic side system so i think the challenges at that point of time were very different and the biggest source of information sometimes was call center analytics driven on the website bit time i think the infra on logistics the analytics the the feedback loops evolved very massively but what has happened is and that is the right sequence so in the early days as you rightly said a uh, live space is a very complex category compared to a book selling or a t-shirt selling business and that is a natural progression in any country when the problems are much larger on the infra i think the people will start selling books first or the t-shirt is huge first once those are sold absolutely then you maybe pick up a complicated categories like you know a uh, a uh, selling jewelry on internet that needs insurance on not only the feedback loops it needs insurance on the delivery 
it needs mm. many other things if you are selling something which is expiry temperature controlled then you Sorry. need a different kind of warehouse maybe a pharma or a cosmetics company and mm. then i think the the last step is selling solutions so so the journey starts always with the product selling business where you sell a product live space is into the solution selling business and i'll say parallel to urban clap is still a solution selling business in my mind so i think the solutions selling businesses are education online like uh, an academy mm-hmm. shipping you uh, a, a bottle of shampoo at home they are actually educating you so these mm-hmm. are actually very abstract and solution selling businesses so in any evolution of e-commerce i think the the first is the products within the products the easy products first then the heavy products which called white goods like selling yeah. ac is difficult you need to sell ac then install it and white goods and heavy goods business is a different category in many sense including furniture and then you become a services selling the solution selling business someday we might not be surprised if somebody is selling a lawyer service on internet which True. is i think very different from uh, selling a, a pair of shoes so i think it has evolved in 12 years now all the modern startups i see around are selling solutions like and and i read a article somewhere i think it's a, it's a read by one of the tier 1 vcs it's a written by one of the tier 1 vcs the services led solution centric companies are going to be monopolistic soon this is like a a, a very complex solution put in on the steroid and and the modes are much higher so i think if somebody has to do e-commerce in 2020 we do not have a choice of selling t-shirts and books at the first place or a mobile phone so only choice we have is a product innovation which is i think it's a, it's a coming big way nowadays you see so many d2c brands they're saying the existing products are not good and let me introduce a new products in the market and the the third is i think uh, the second is so that's the the first and the second is really uh, uh bringing those services out like home services one of them interior services then i am an invest, angel investor in a company which does a car repairing service Hmm. this services in general and no i am not talking about india whatever knowledge i have over the world and countries have a large degree of information asymmetry a very high degree of uh, lack of trust products have trust because if you take a picture you can do a certification of certain kind fda approved fsi approved you can write a weight you can write a composition and you can still put a framework around it putting a framework of a services is something which i think internet will be able to do much better than anybody could do in past so this is i think the the people are subscribing uh subscribing actually not buying a sudden health activities on internet so True. this is something which is i think going to be a, a third gen of internet and we will see i think the future of internet commerce especially is going to be around that and once that transaction happens we have seen the the adjacent businesses which are payments logistics video calling crms so i think the you see the first version of crm there's no crm which was meant to sell interior design on internet we need to develop our own crm it's the same situation where i think in 2007 8 we were 
learning how to ship make the logistics cost efficient for e-commerce so i think the adjacent industries will start catching up naturally there is a a a very different kind of a bullet structure needed in services uh, uh, kind of a setup starting from escrow accounts to uh, a consumer to the service provider to the platform and there is a multiple handshakes this work is done this is not done and auto settling of that payment scenario those kind of bullets i think the first time we have to create for ourselves if i use a standard wallet in the market the wallet has a one way transaction it will transfers money from a person a to b but that doesn't work here there is a person c which which has to endorse the transaction first so i think that this work has been done to my quality hence the money can go from wallet a to b those kind of a payment infra that i think that itself can be a company then wow. services market we introduce something called uh services by and large had people who are not on payroll like you will rarely find electrician on payroll plumber on a payroll by and large uh, industry even the people who work on factories manufacturing in the semi payroll kind of a structure so putting those into a structure payroll through activity stream of activity of work and really sound it like a everyone has a predictive payroll is nothing but 100% surety of a certain money in a first week of a month mm. that literally is a definition of payroll Correct. but the same promise you can actually make to somebody who is not legally this thing but financially the same thing if you can control the activity of the work in a certain designed fashion so those are the challenges which services e-commerce has to solve its own and more i read in the developing nations tech crunch articles new fundings i uh, i i have seen one or two two 2 billion dollar uh, company which exactly try to create a shopify for services we have seen a shopify for product sale so Correct. i so there is a evolution on problem statement with time and and my sense is i think we were sort of early on in the industry we had to work on defining a lot but 2020 we'll see many more startups coming in uh, uh, services commerce so i think as i said we'll slightly digressed but it's a, it's a kind no, of an i thought that you know today the world has changed from product selling to solution selling like yeah. today I, we, we had secret we are doing a secret santa at work and i was looking for something to buy for someone under 1000 rupees because that's the limit and i went and bought a t-shirt i literally did but i bought that t-shirt because that was a quirky t-shirt was solving it was really a solution and not the product that got yeah. me to buy that t-shirt because it was quirky it was different it's from a different website and it, it's so interesting like you know that that was that was probably i mean a profound insight for 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 today like you know and, and i'll i'll give you some more examples i think i'm not generically defining it but i'll tell you if you ask somebody like few people ask me what we can gift you i said i have everything <laughs> and, and actually you have more you have more clothes more uh shoes more uh, books i think you have many many things which are more than the need in some cases people have more homes more furniture yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but but there is a certain unsolved problems there is still i think looking for something 
and what they're looking for is a very precise solutions so i think once you come out of the product selling zone you become a solution selling zone i think people are really looking for solutions of the real problems they incur on their day to day life uh, sir i'm going to skip a little bit of, of what we had yeah. to talk about we'll go straight to live space I want to understand like what was the so you went from mintra and you obviously went from you know uh what you were doing in terms of selling selling fashion and then you jumped and joined uh, and started a company called live space what was the inspiration for starting a company like like live space so i think under honestly the true story is this came from mine and little bit both mine and anus personal experience so there was a time uh somewhere that time actually i uh naturally ended up buying a home for my own living purpose and there was a you know there was a obsession on consumer experience technology many things and this was the time when i i realized that there's a problem here something if you buy a home you go through not so great journey in general to get it ready for living and that kind of a situation led to probably one of the uh, highest monetary value transaction for me which True. we have gone to a very less trustworthy uh, folks around relied on so many money on the people so much money on the people which we can't even call off they can change their mobile number tomorrow morning and and someone like me who came completely from a software engineering had no clue i knew nobody in the bangalore i am not from bangalore there mm-hmm. was a point when i was asking questions if this guy doesn't come tomorrow he has taken me uh, so many lakhs today they said he'll come but that is a hope there is no process there, there is not a, a call center no website and then i started checking curiously with all of my friends ki have you ever bought home and have you gone some interior done kitchen wardrobe how do you get it done everybody answered me that it works like this only acha and and there is no a place where we can go and buy it you have to ask somebody in your neighbor or watchman who will tell you who can do in your building and that's the only way which i already did because there was a watchman on a poster there so i thought why is somebody is not solving this and is it a worth solving problem and i think the second question first i think i as uh, chatting with anuj and he said this problem is pain and it is not solved even in us he was living in us at that point of time and let's do a little bit research so we we started talking to many folks people around we found it is, it is not solved it is a problem which is very uh, unsolved on price points transparency quality time. everything was actually compromised all around and then the as i said the second question first what's the economic value of solving this problem is it a worth solving problem or it's just a personal thing we realize it's a huge problem i think probably it's a second third largest purchase a uh, people do all across the world in their life and the economic value is north of 20 billion dollar in select cities in india it's a yeah. large problem it's a combined the country i am talking the time of india alone and this solution is unsolved in the world so you can go international also which later on we launched in southeast asia and now going to other countries so i think typically a a 1 crore home owner would spend 10 to 15 lakhs in interiors which is huge which is 15% of the total new home sold interiors 
ഫാമിലിറ്റുവേഷൻ and tried doing some homes here and there within that i think i think the, then it's a story uh, it's a journey basically where i think the interest of the investors then lots of competition and people realize that there's one more insight in the story which we sort of learned during the journey we as an indian are very event driven which means if somebody is getting married marriage is a event or there yeah. is a of a kid kind of event or a diwali is an event or let us say you buy a new home and get a position that's event you relocate from a city to another city so these events trigger most of the interiors and furniture purchase we do not buy furniture just for replacement like we buy fashion products true true so so i think what the approach we took was slightly even driven cell which is people are looking for a kids room to be done they are not looking for a study table for a kid when mm-hmm. there is a kid is born if there is a marriage somebody is looking for a paint and cut and change there is some solution so this needs a solution which solves a need of an event and then we realize the second insight is this solution is pretty much as a state we as a and not only indian i'll say word over people look for some third person who can help us getting the bathroom or a kitchen or a living room done true it's not that i i can i have a some color sense i can arrange things but it is not and and the reason being maybe the cost of going wrong is much higher than buying t-shirt if you end up buying a misfit t-shirt or a wrong color t-shirt you you don't care but if you get the kitchen done wrongly probably it's a it's a difficult to change yeah so, true so i think they they'll still rely on an expert so it's a assisted solution centric sale is going to be the solution and it's a large unsolved problem where again i said the fundamental principle of going to a solution and a services sale on internet was very existent in both of our minds only thing is best service to pick and and this was the service which naturally came to us with a very big team and a serious uh, 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 real problem in hand so i think we we are in a very a large unorganized real problem in hand which i think was the story and honestly the first principle thought helped us in many uh, aspects not coming from interior background is sometimes i'd say it's good also because most of the time you get a chance to le- relearn and rethink and redefine which i think you could have come with a certain degree of biasness if you have those kind of a knowledge so we still say in a meeting assume god gives us a chance to produce a best living room again what would be the method we are still willing to learn or what should be the ideal way of producing a kitchen we don't know the 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 past but if you know that kitchen, i know for sure how the kitchen is being done i think you'll end up replicating some suboptimal solution 
so we we are still a believer of not knowing is a good thing and, and sir i mean and obviously i mean the investors is lapped it up right they they loved what what you were doing at, at live space i mean 196 million i think you raised as per traction from a marquee set of investors i mean investors that that i think any if you ask any founder to list on the top 10 investors that they want goldman sachs bessemer tpg helion jungle pedilite pejos group holding company ffp and so on i mean some amazing group of investors you know did you when did you know that live space is going to be this big honestly i think see you have a sort of a i think to answer this question i think at the beginning having at this kind of a, uh, a sort of a that this is the exit investors will raise this much is difficult but what can be assessed is the how complex problem we are really entering into hmm. which means you know what is the assessment of the problem it's a 20 billion dollar problem or a 1 billion temp problem the complexity of the problem by looking at the problem sometimes you have a sense like this this solution of this problem will need 3 years and 20 mil there is a problem which will need 10 years and 200 mil there is a mm. problem which might need you know 20 years and a billion dollar to raise if the mm. problem statement so i think the macro view on a problem and solution and estimate on resources must to have which i think we had a very reasonable sense that this is not an easy problem to solve but at the same time i think predicting precisely that this is going to be the investor sequence this is what you know uh, 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 the exit amount this is going to be this big that's very difficult this is journey i think you need to learn on the fly optimize it or maybe uh, you know live with that i think uh, my answer would be you need to be really on top of the the your business and business if changes you need to change accordingly whether it's a resource requirement or maybe any other change i mean it's 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 like i said i, I think founders are obviously chiming in saying just the how valuable today's conversation really has been uh, but in, in terms of your key sir i mean i was i was just calculating the other day and i was saying you know you raised eight rounds in six years i think many founders will struggle to raise two rounds in six years uh, but you've been prolific at it is there a key is there a secret sauce to your success i still believe honestly somewhere i think there's a investors which will really back the passionate story we have been be very passionate we live the dream we had and honestly even if we go wrong we try to correct it with the same passion again and again we have a reason to i think wake up every day morning so that invest that passion i think sometimes invest not sometimes my belief is that investors will able to buy in that because in the end i think uh they wants to bet something which is large value creation and something which is honestly in the right hands so i think investors have a very clear view on a business and a founders most of the time two criteria and third which is i think the horizontal uh sometimes it's not about anything else i think the capital markets have learned the money flow its own mm. i think they 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 are that's their job i think to find out the places where capital has to be deployed and do a justice with the uh, uh, kind of a responsibility they own 
towards the capital so i think it's a mix of all three if you are doing something and let's say a dollar is a dollar by putting that dollar maybe it's your own dollar to a place a versus b if a has a more value creation of the same dollar the chances of a getting higher dollar is much higher but but there is a limit because some day the a will say no to the much more dollars then the <laughs> the capital will move to a second best option around and the third best and it's again supply of capital and demand so it will reach to a natural steady state so my sense is i think the founder should not be reading too much on fundraise and this thing if you are doing right things the you'll get value of what you built in either form either the investors in various rounds will give you or something the public market will give you or the mna will give you but value is not going to away if you have really created it and sir so as we have to do to everybody we're going to do a quick thing called the rapid fire questions it's quick 10 questions we'll we'll ask for short answers you can and if there's something that comes out don't worry we we have time for you to to go deeper into it but we'll be very quick uh, yeah. 10 questions so uh, so I, i'll start right away if there's any questions that anybody has you can please put them in the comments we'll try to take them at the end but we've got we're pretty much out of time at this point so so first question for you uh, is the peter thiel question it is one thing that you know to be true but very few people believe with you on it i think almost everything basically there has been a time when i think starting shoes to and selling interiors on internet and many things i think see india has seen this much more than many other countries so answer is i think many things is there one piece of advice you would give to founders about fundraising my sense is don't make that as a goal make that as a side activities it will happen if you are doing right things in a right place it's a, it's a it's a not a mainstream activity it is definitely a side activity fundraising is a side activity of what the real business is and people are investing Absolutely. in sir if you could pick the brain of one person for 24 hours ask them anything you want who would it be Elon Musk, Elon Musk. <laughs> it, it's been the most popular answer uh, in twenty-five, twenty-five odd episodes. Uh, and what would you like to learn from him? I think somewhere there is a curiosity in my mind about him. So I think he's somebody who has always been a little bit intrigued and something which I keep wondering on various aspects of his decisions, things he has done. I think those are. definitely class apart in my mind and i want to go through that process at least once on a first hand given an opportunity uh, one thing you would like to change about the indian startup ecosystem i think somewhere we do not understand the the solutions or the products so well before we understand the mis so <laughs> i have seen many cases where people are really funding saas companies on arr without mm-hmm. knowing what this all or there are companies which are valued on the sales value but i think somewhere we we assume that if there is a sales value it must be solving a problem which is very true in a correlative way but i have seen in a and the question was more ecosystem so both founders investors in general 
as an ecosystem, I think we should be more focused on what we are trying to change and solve. Hmm. The, the numbers will definitely come in because we are a large country. If you really solve a problem, I think there will be buyers. My father used to say, if you can solve the problem for one person of Indians, you'll be, you'll be one of the biggest companies in the world. Absolutely. And, and that 1%, uh, 1% is doable because see, if you, your product is loved by 10 people, those are unrelated to you. They are not biased by anybody to buy your product. They are not influenced by anybody to buy your product. That means you need to find people similar to those 10 guys, yeah. which is, I think, doable. And the moment you, 1% is huge. If you get a 1%, then it's a, already a big company. Even so if a percent will make a big company. So yeah. I think we should not be worrying on numbers too much. First thing we should be worrying all the time is, is it a worth solving problem or am I solving something? Hmm. What is missing and what gap I'm going to bridge? Very, very interesting. So what's the first thing that you do after waking up? I think checking my phone and replying to all the WhatsApp messages and uh, I think all other messages. And maybe if there's a missed call, then replying to that call. And usually, are you a morning person or a night person? Best no, I, I, I wake up late. So I think you can say a night person and a late in the morning. So good guys, best time to email him is that late at night or, or right before he wakes up. So maybe usually late, late morning. Um, and sir, I, I, I have just two, two last questions. Uh, one is what company, and this is the only investor question I had, which is what company in your anti-portfolio hurts you the most? I think I, I should have invested in Postman. Oh, wow. Basically, I think uh, I've been an early user of the solution they provide. And somewhere I didn't know it's an Indian company for a long period of time. Later on, realized it's a Bangalore Kaur Mangala company. And then I think now all of us know. But I think uh, no other company I felt that way, if it is the one answer is that. Wow, Postman, it's amazing. And so, last question tonight: three books you would recommend to founders that they should read. I think, see, there's again a perspective, but I think founders should read some of the common books, and they are common because they are most read. I think the, the first principle thought, which is a life-changing thought, gives on a social side as a sapiens. And hard things about hard things gives you more of a management point of view and how things change to scale. Maybe the third book I'll add is zero to one, which is very basic, but it's a good read if you haven't read it. I think these three I'd recommend definitely uh, must to read kind of a books. Thank you so much, sir. We'll put those books in the comment section. I I, I think I think there could not have been a better end. It's a, as you know, this is the last episode for 2020. And it has been one hell of a roller coaster year. But I think that the show, that the audience that we have today, everybody leaves on a high. And I think all of us are. Thank you so much for your time. So any closing thoughts, any final thoughts you would like to give? Thank you so much for uh, listening to me for 90 minutes. I think and I'll wish you all happy new year in advance. Thank you. And feel free to reach out if you feel so. Thank you, guys. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everybody. Again, we'll, we'll be back in the new year. So. Uh, with this, we conclude 25 episodes and 2020 at the Money Talks. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Please stay safe, stay socially distant, and we'll see you in 2021.